This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. God bless everyone. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. I thought we'd do well today to check in on a subject we don't discuss often enough. I mention it, but we need to spend more time talking about it, especially considering uh, my relationship over the years with uh, now dear ancestor Vernon Belcourt Wabonini. He used to come on the show with me years ago and always talk about the National Coalition Against Racism in Sports and Media. And, and he educated us about all of these team names. My elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee, St. Vincent de Paul School Warriors. All of those images have been with us far too long. And we remember the struggle around changing the name of the Washington Commanders from what it used to be. And so we're gonna get an update on that today. And we're happy to have with us on this Indigenous Peoples Day from not in our honor. We're gonna hear all about it from Rhonda Lavaldo. Sister Rhonda, thank you for joining us on Make It Plain. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. First of all, ha happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Let me ask you this first. How, how do you balance the the call, the ministry of this day being about cultural awareness, but also being somewhat mournful too, isn't it? It is. It's about recognizing the history of this country that really hasn't been taught. It was very sanitized for kids and growing up. You didn't learn about the real history of this country, the massacres that happened, the genocide that happened for indigenous people and to recognize that Columbus was not the first person here on this country. This is not about him. This is about our indigenous people that were already here. My tribe, um, Acoma Pueblo, were the oldest continuously inhabited city in the United States, which means that we've never been moved. We continue to have our traditional lifeways with no running water, electricity, and continue our ceremonies. And there's been a lot of things that happened to my people, a lot of, of genocide as well, a lot of massacres that happened in this country that nobody even knows about. And it's about re-educating people to understand that our people were enslaved, that these things happened, these atrocities happened to us, and to make people understand that things that happened are, are still going on today, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, our different minority groups are still being persecuted. So actually, and something we also share in common, both our communities, that being the overwhelming number of missing and murdered women, African-American women and indigenous women. Isn't that, isn't that? It's missing and murdering indigenous people, all of, <laughs> not just women, but men too. I had a brother, indigenous brother who went missing, who went, I went to school with here in Lawrence and he went back to Albuquerque, still hasn't been found. And here in Kansas City, we had a Lakota woman named Lakota Renville who went missing. And of course they didn't try and find her using the excuse of maybe she might've been a prostitute or druggy or whatever, mislabeling them. And then she showed up, rolled up in a carpet just two miles away from the stadium where Kansas City football team plays. 
And they still haven't found her killer. Like today, since 2005, they still have not found her killer. And it's just, is she just a throwaway? Like we still recognize that she was a person and her killer needs to be found. Absolutely. And should not be marginalized either. So I'm in New York, obviously, and I was just trying to update myself too as I was thinking about it. <laughs> Columbus Day Parade. Oh Columbus no. Statue. <laughs> what do we say? So it apparently this in the past months, the city council of New York has reignited the debate about removing Columbus's statue. So hopefully that will happen. But more importantly, let, let's talk about these these images, these mascots. What are your thoughts about this group? There's a group of uh, allegedly of indigenous people who want to bring the Redskins name back, Rondo. Help us, un what is that about? People call me Mark, is this real? I, I don't, I'm like, I don't know, what is going on there? I, I don't understand them. I know who they are. They come after us as well. They come after me and our group and um, try and say that, oh, we want this, keeps us in the, the limelight and people understand our history. And it's, dude, we couldn't even be Indian. They took away kids from their parents. They stripped them of their culture. They cut their hair. They washed their mouths out with soap. They spoke their own language. We couldn't even be Indian. So why is it okay for these groups to be Indian and they're not even native? That doesn't even make sense. That's like totally backwards. There are other team names, and I have to remind people this all the time. You're in Kansas City, Lord have mercy. Where, where, where is that movement? There's an ongoing movement there on the ground now to get the chiefs to change their name and their imagery. So we've been doing this since 2005. Okay. I was a student at KU and we organized a protest when Kansas City was playing Washington, which their name at the time was the Redskins. And huge turnout from all over Indian country yeah, it was amazing to see forces brought together. But since then, we've continued to protest since 2005. This is not brand new. This is not something the last couple of years. Everyone keeps saying that. And it's we've been doing this since 2005. And I was a student and I'm no longer a student, but we've been doing this. This has been something we continue to push on. And people have done this before us. So there was more people doing this. And you talked about the uh, the other sports coalition against racism in sports media. They were here too, helping us out. It's a continuous journey, but to try and, again, educate people about the misinformation of how Kansas City got their name. And they're like, oh, it's named after the mayor. The mayor started a cultural appropriation group of native people called the Mikasei, where they continue to do our dances in the forest with Boy Scouts. The current owner and his son are part of this group. Wait, this is, are, are these actually Native Americans though? No, it's a made up group called the Mikasei. You can Google it. And they go out and they learn our dances and then they go out and perform them in like the forests or wherever in solitude away from everybody. They practice in some church in Kansas City and the owner of the Chiefs and his son are part of the script. They give themselves crazy Indian names like Chief City Eagle or whatever. There's like weird names. These, so it's not even just about the Chiefs name. It's about what they started from. So what's the name of the group? The, the what? The Mikasei. Uh, the Mikasei, do they even 
are they even people of color? Are these white people dressing up as yeah in Kansas? Okay, this is the Chiefs. This is Kansas City. Yeah. Have you all made any inroads in terms of of the team's supporters or businesses that support the team or even the ownership? Have they? Have you made any inroads in terms of actually getting to them? No, they have their own little group of people that they say it's their Native American advisory group and eight people. And of course, you're going to get Native people who will agree to do that. You want to go to a game, right? But doesn't mean that they speak for us. The Kansas City Indian Center has been in Kansas City for over 40 years. They have never reached out to them because they're part of our group. They're against what they do. So real Native people that are pushing for this, they don't want to engage with them. They just only want to engage with people who agree with what they're doing. So it's it doesn't, yeah, there's no moving forward with them. I don't get the investment. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are people supporting this football team, the Kansas City football team? And really, folks, we should do like we did with the commanders. We had a policy. We would not even call their name. It was the Washington football team before it was the Washington football team. We called it that. I'm, we were doing that way back in the 80s when I was on WLAM in Washington, D.C. Washington football team. It should be the Kansas City football team, the Florida State football team. I'm really, are people invested in the Kansas City football team because of the indigenous imagery? I, I, don't, I don't see that. Am I wrong about that? Chuck. You see the chop. So they still do the chop there. Yeah. That's how they start the games off. They have somebody who bangs a big drum. They're like the yell leader or whatever. They bang the big drum and they get everyone to start doing the chop. It's gross. It's disgusting. Now I know the Braves, I think they outlawed their chop. No, they still do it too. <laughs> I thought the Braves cut that. The Braves still do the chop? Okay. Can you give us a status report on the other teams? that you all are looking at and other locales that are fighting those names as well. What do we have? The Chicago Blackhawks, for example. We have a, a few of them still out here. Yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks, there's a, a very big group of Native community in Chicago that is trying to get rid of that. Atlanta Braves as well. And then us here in Kansas City. And then there's high schools that are still using the Redskins name savages, braves, Indians, that National Congress of American Indian has targeted to try and get high schools to change their name. Some have changed over mm -hmm. the years, but there's still obviously a ways to go. Yeah. And I guess that includes the colleges as well. I mentioned Florida State. Oh yeah, Florida, yeah. And I think there are a few others out there as, as well. So, have you all appealed to the professional leagues, the, the NFL or MLB? And, and, and because the commission of, of, of baseball at a point became very active in getting Cleveland to change its name, pretty much mandated it. Mm -hmm. So there's precedent for that type of thing to happen. Has, has there been any inroads made to any, either the NFL or the MLB commissioner? So we've partnered with National Congress of American Indians, which is the biggest uh, legislative body for Native American people in D.C., to publicly call out Kansas City and focus on them and the NFL. Unfortunately, it's problematic because there's 
the NFL is following Washington DC's playbook on how they tried to like line us up against one another. So like and during the Super Bowl, they were trying to engage native communities to work with the Super Bowl and then divide us up. And it was it was weird because I understand trying to make money and as an artist we had artists who designed the tickets. They designed a lot of the stuff within the Super Bowl. But it was like they know the playbook on how to divide and conquer us. They, so wait a minute, they had Native American artists mm -hmm. that they gave contracts to. Mm -hmm. So that's how they divide and conquer. Yeah. They know. And I, I don't fault any Native person that worked with them to make money. That's their livelihood. But what, why not? Why can't Native people work with them and they get rid of the stupid mascot, too? Why can't we do two things? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, it, it almost I, makes you wonder, do they really want to give Native Americans business opportunities? Or are they literally just trying right. to buy folks off to keep a stupid no, they, name? They know the playbook. They know the playbook. What do you think it would take to make the general public more aware, more conscious, and more sensitive. Because every time, and, and I, I, unfortunately, I haven't noticed, I, I wonder if they put it on TV, because it seems like I would have seen it by now. Maybe They probably may not even they show do. it. But they do put it on TV when, mm -hmm. at Kansas City when they do the thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's cringeworthy. It is. It's gross. It looks like, and you see that Jewish symbol behind you? Yeah. What does that look like when they're doing that? Yeah, yeah what it looks like. And, and obviously, folks, I, I'm in New York, so I'm Times Square is in my background. So they're putting the Israeli flag up in Times Square, not the Palestinian flag. Yeah. Palestinian. Never, never that. Yeah, it's cringeworthy, as a matter of fact. And so how do we get the public more sensitive and, and more engaged? I've tried. We've tried our best to get out. We're in a movie called Imagining the Indian that's out on on film festivals right now that explains the long history of what we've been dealing with it's going to be on streaming networks in the spring so hopefully when that happens people can watch it and understand where we're coming from and and understanding the history of this country how they were not taught the real history of this country and what we endured as native people and why this is wrong i've written many commentaries Toriana Porter with Kansas City Star has helped me out. They've written many editorials condemning uh, what Kansas City does. And, and for them, they've come under fire from devout fans. Like, here, this is the Midwest. We have to endure this. And everyone keeps telling me, like, don't watch the game then. It's not about the game. It's about every day that we see this. We hear it on commercials. We hear it on the radio. If you go to a concert, people do that. If you go to a basketball game, they do the chalk. It's not even at the game. It's just regular thing for people to do. So we have to endure this 24-7. It's not only about just watching a game. I, I don't watch the games, but I have right. to endure this as a Native person every day. You all have also shared on the website, and folks, uh, we invite you to go to notinourhonor.com the psychological effects of mascots like that. Talk to us a little bit about that. And it's stupid that we have to even validate this with numbers and statistics that this hurts us as people, that we as minorities have to validate this with stats, that it hurts the 
for our young people, it hurts their self-esteem. It doesn't make them feel like a part of the community. And so this affects who they are growing up. So I know as a child, I never understood. Even at Halloween, when I would see people dress up as a Native person, I'm like, why are they making fun of me? I know they weren't making fun of me, but that's what I took it as. And But as a kid, you don't understand that. You just see somebody making fun of you. I'd even be curious to know how that came to be. But you slaughter a people, and then you want to dress up like them. We need to do, what's the, has anybody ever talked about the psychology of that? And even with the chop piece. So you slaughter a whole, practically, you almost commit genocide against a whole civilization. And then you romanticize and memify their expression of their own defense. That's not a paradox. So what, do we even understand what that's about? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think people realize the impact of, of what they're doing. And like even there's a in the movie that I'm in, Imagining the Indian, there's a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's killing Indians. And this is a cartoon for kids. And he's making fun of killing Indians. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty sick. But I guess I, I got that same question. White folks used to put on blackface and, and do menstrual shows. So what is that about? It's it's like some I think Du Bois called it amused contempt is what it is. So now, does Taylor Swift do the chop? Do we know? We haven't seen it. We were actually protesting outside the stadium when she drove by, which they had this huge police entourage coming through, stopping all the traffic. And, and, and I was joking around. I'm like, oh, that's probably Taylor Swift. It was Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, you all were there um, demonstrating. Yeah, we were outside protest because where they come, where they bring in the uh, main VIPs is the main gate where we are at. And so we were all standing out there, not realizing that actually was her. We did put out a statement and TMZ posted our, our story about reaching out to t Taylor Swift to try and start this conversation because we know we need allies. We can't do this on our own. We need allies. We need somebody maybe from the outside looking in and saying, hey, do you guys understand why this is problematic? Mm -hmm. And hoping that maybe, because she has a big LGBTQ uh, community advocate. And so, hey, look at us. We're here. We're part of this community. And they're not being inclusive to us. So did you try to, was it actually her? Did, did you all try to reach her or, or her representation? Yeah. Yeah, we put out a statement. Like I said, TMZ posted it. And it, it was crazy because I was like, of all things, I never thought I'd uh, be on TMZ for something like that. But they helped us out. They really did to get our message out. The day of the Super Bowl, I wrote a commentary for Rolling Stone that came out during the Super Bowl. And that really helped us out as well. But with that is the backlash. I'm the face of my group. And so I get a lot of hate <laughs> that I have to endure. And then especially with missing and murdered indigenous people, like, I have to worry about my safety as well. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah, that's something else. Yeah, Taylor ought to be with y'all. I think I, don't, I think a lot of her songs had to do with broken relationships, so this may be at the expense of her relationship, but <laughs> since she's dating a Kansas City football player right now, 
but she ought to be with you guys. Yeah. This is despicable. Folks, we ought to think very carefully about the things we do and the ways we represent ourselves and what we are latching onto oftentimes in a crowd mentality that we actually should not be doing. It is, uh, all of this is very offensive. And we should stand with, this is Indigenous Peoples Day. It's like a Martin Luther King Day. Well, we have Martin Luther King Day, but then we don't do nothing. Indigenous Peoples Day, oh, then we don't do nothing. No, we need to be about action and be about real support and real solidarity on these holidays, not make them days off. I know it sounds like a cliche. They should not be days off, but rather days on. Not in our honor.com. So are you all out there every home game? Yeah, the only ones are like the ones that are late at night because there's it's worst at it's a very not safe place. There's been last year there was two people that were killed crossing the road. We don't want to be out there late at night. So in the games that are at night, we don't try and be out there because it's it's too dangerous. But for the most part, we're there during the day. And when you're there, I know you get shots taken at you, but do you do people actually see you and express some level of support? Oh, yeah. Um, majority of times it's the other fans, the other teams. <laughs> but yeah, we and I would say after COVID, it's gotten worse. Like the hatred, people will just come straight up to us and just start trying to argue with us in your face. So it's scary now. It, it wasn't as bad before, but now it's getting worse. Well, you all definitely be careful. I guess a part of it, too, there's this unwillingness to let go of trademarks and marketing and decades of having the same image and tradition just won't let it go. They could do this overnight. There's so many other good names to call a team. Commanders actually isn't a very good name. It's stupid because then you name yourself after the people who prosecuted the war against indigenous people. So we're just not gonna call ourselves indigenous people. We're just gonna name ourselves commanders in chief who prosecuted genocide against in indigenous people. But folks ought to be about this. Not in our honor.com. So you don't believe in these groups who says, oh no, we like this and this should be the name. No, don't fall for it. Rhonda Lavaldo, Rhonda, happy indigenous people's day. In spite of it all, we're standing in solidarity with you. Keep up the fight, dear sister. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I just want to add one thing. Chief was not a title. A chief was a burden for their people. They took on the burdens of their people to take care of them. Ooh. And chiefs are not doing that. Ooh, that's a word right there. Yeah. A chief was a, a, a duty and a responsibility. Taking care of your people. Mm, that's heavy. Rhonda Lavaldo not in our honor.com. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.